Isaiah 2, 1-5 This is what Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills and all nations will stream, stream to it. Many people will come and say, Come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways, so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations, and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares, and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations will not take sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. And the New Testament reading is from Romans 13, 8-12. Let no debt remain outstanding, except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others have fulfilled the law, the commandments, You shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet, and whatever other command they may be, are summoned up in this one command, love your neighbour as yourself. Love does not harm to a a neighbour, therefore love is fulfilled in the law. And do this, understanding the present time, the hour has already come, for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is near. Now then, when we first believed, the night is nearly over, the day is almost here. So, let us put aside the deeds of darkness and put on the armour of light. This is the word of God. Thanks be to God. Uh, We're going to be starting a a series during Advent, uh, which is really using Luke chapter 2 and verses 10 to 11 as our base. And in these verses, the angel says to the shepherds who are watching over their flocks outside Bethlehem, the angel says, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And really what we're going to look at uh, over the next few weeks are different aspects of uh, those two verses. Today we're going to look at good news, God willing, next week, great joy, and then all the people, and then a saviour on the 19th of December. So today we want to focus on uh, good news. Now, we all of course like to hear good news, don't we? When you come to worship next Sunday morning and you hear the heating's been fixed, you'll be like, yes, good news. There are times when we long, don't we, to hear good news. Now, in many ways, as a nation, we are obsessed by the news. Have you ever thought about this? And, of course, news is so much more instant than it used to be. In years gone by, the the latest news would be found in in the newspapers. And even when I was at university, I remember coming home, uh, at night uh, through Glasgow and you would get the evening edition of the newspaper. The latest news was in the, the evening edition of the, uh, of the paper. 
And for many years on the television, you only got the the 6 o'clock news and then the 9 o'clock news, which turned into the 10 o'clock news. But now, of course, there are 24-hour news channels. And, of course, with the Internet, news is almost instant, isn't it? Whereas 100 years ago or more, it would take some time for news to reach us from foreign shores, now we're much more informed about what's happening in countries all around the world. Now sadly, as we know, most news that we hear on our television screens and on our phones is bad news, isn't it? There isn't much good news around. And when there is good news, then we're pleasantly surprised, aren't we? As we enter into this season of Advent, it's good, therefore, to reflect upon the angel said to the shepherds, that the coming of Jesus was good news. And it remains good news. Good news that we can hold on to during this season and hopefully for the rest of the year too. Good news. You see, throughout the Old Testament, there are hints that someone is coming. A Messiah. A Saviour. A Saviour is needed because sin has come into the world. And there is brokenness and there is darkness. And even in our world today, we see the brokenness, don't we? We see migrants trying to cross the English Channel. We see the awfulness that's happening in Afghanistan. We're worried, of course, about this new strain of coronavirus. Much brokenness, darkness. At that time, there was brokenness and darkness in the world. But God chose for himself a nation. He chose Israel for himself. And we know, don't we, the Old Testament story. We know that he rescued Israel from Egypt, that he provided for them in the wilderness, that he gave them a land to be in, the land of Canaan, a land flowing with milk and honey. But the reality is, all throughout the Old Testament, that the people of Israel were disobedient, and they rebelled against God. Yes, there were high points, people like Gideon and Samuel, judges and prophets over Israel, but very soon again the people would fall away. And remember they asked for a king. And eventually it led to the the high point of King David. King David reigning in Israel. Again, very soon after, the people fell into sin and things began to fall apart. And so what we see in the Old Testament is that no matter how hard they tried, the people of Israel could not keep the law and they were unfaithful to God. And everything seemed quite quite hopeless. And sometimes when we look at the world around us, we think, this is hopeless. What can be done in Afghanistan? What can be done with the migrant crisis? What can be done in our, our nation? In the background to all of this, throughout the Old Testament, there were prophecies of a coming day when things would change. Prophecies like the one that that Ridran read for us from Isaiah 2, of things changing in the last day. With the mountain of the Lord's temple being established, with all nations streaming to it, a day when the nations seek to walk the paths of God. 
and an encouragement for Israel to walk in the light of the Lord. And so throughout the Old Testament, there are prophecies about the last days. And there are prophecies, prophecies, of course, about someone who is to come. Someone who is to sit on David's throne. Someone who was the Messiah. Someone who was the suffering servant. Someone who would once and for all deliver people from sin. And not just Israel, but the whole world. And so the people of Israel were waiting. And they were waiting. And they were waiting. They were longing for this Messiah to come. They knew he was to be born in in Bethlehem. That had been prophesied in the Old Testament. And we know from the the Nativity story that those advising Herod, they knew the Messiah was to be born in, in Bethlehem. And they were waiting for good news. Good news. And of course, what the angel tells the shepherds is that that day has now come. There is good news to share because Jesus has been born. The day is here. And I don't know about you, but I need to hear good news in my life. Especially with all that's happening in the world. I need news that that gladdens my heart. But more than that, I need good news that brings me life. That brings me hope. That brings me salvation. I want good news that lasts. So often good news doesn't last, does it? But Jesus coming into the world is eternally good news. It's news that makes a difference in our lives. Because if Jesus truly is the Messiah, if he truly is the Son of God, then my sin and my brokenness and my darkness can be dealt with. Because Jesus is the answer. The answer to sin. The answer to shame. The answer to wretchedness. The answer to fear. Because he comes. The very son of God. And he comes into the world as a helpless child. And he willingly lays his life down. Paying the price for our sin. So that we might know forgiveness. So that we might be made right with God. And that we might have the hope of eternal life. This is good news that lasts forever. Because it's for everyone who believes. A couple of weeks time we'll look at all the people. It's for all the people. Not just some. Everyone who believes. Including us here in 2021 in West Kilbride. But of course, it's good news that we need to, to grasp, isn't it? And not just let slide by. We don't want to come to, to Boxing Day and think, oh, that's it. That's Christmas over for another year. I won't think about it again. We need to make sure we don't let this moment slide by. The angel told the shepherds the good news about Jesus. But they had to do something about it. They had to go up to Bethlehem and see if it was true. I often wonder what would have happened if the shepherds just decided, oh, do you know, we're too busy looking after our sheep. This is our livelihood. We're not going to bother. But they didn't do that. They went up to Bethlehem. They went to see if it was true. 
And we too need to grasp this good news. And this brings us to our second reading in Romans. Because in Romans, Paul says, it's time to wake up from our slumber. Because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. The night is nearly over. The day is almost here. Maybe we realize today that we are sleeping and slumbering. You'll have a hard job in this coldness this morning. Not really grasping the news that is before us. But if we are believers in Jesus, then our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. That's a great truth, isn't it? And the day is near. And we need to grasp our salvation. We need to take hold of this good news about Jesus. And as we do so, we need to live in the light. You see, remember the shepherds outside Bethlehem? What were they doing? They were just looking after the sheep as they had done tons of times before. And then suddenly, out of nowhere, the angel appears to tell them this good news about Jesus being born and that they were to go to Bethlehem. And then there's this whole host of angels with them. And suddenly again they're left alone. And they made the choice to go to Bethlehem to see if what the angels said was true. And they go up and they find things as the angel told them. They find that it is true. Now after they've seen the child in the manger, what do the shepherds do? Well, very naturally, they spread the word about all they had heard about Jesus. They, they spread the good news, something that we too are called to do. We're not to keep it to ourselves, but we're to spread it. Now, there are two things I just want to think about very briefly as we close today. The first is this. When the shepherds received the message from the angel, then saw the baby wrapped in cloths in the manger in Bethlehem, I can't imagine that their lives would ever have been the same again. Do you believe that's true? That they just went back to look after their flocks and and that was it. They might have gone back to looking after their sheep, but I can't imagine that they ever forgot what they saw that night. And for many of us here today who are believers in Jesus, during this time of Advent, Maybe it's a good time to reflect. To reflect, of course, on Jesus coming into the world. To reflect on the the promise of Jesus coming back one day in glory. But also to reflect on Jesus coming into our heart. And what this means for us. Because maybe we have been slumbering and sleeping. Not really remembering the news about Jesus is good news. As our passage says, the night is nearly over. The day is almost here. Let's live for Christ with all that we have, forever changed by him. And the last thing is this. We all need good news, don't we? Maybe you're sitting here this morning and actually it's been a pretty tough week. I know it's been a pretty tough week for me in some ways. Maybe you look around the world and you think, you know, I just need some good news. We need this good news about Jesus, don't we? 
But let's not keep this good news to ourselves this Christmas. The shepherds didn't, did they? They shared all they learned about Jesus. We live in a broken world. There are lots of people who are scared, even in our community. Lots of people who are worried in our community. Lots of people who are broken in our community. We, of course, try to help, don't we? People in practical ways to to spread a bit of joy. That's why we're gathering gifts for refugee families. That's why we're doing the reverse advent calendar. But the greatest thing we could do this Christmas is to share the good news about Jesus. People have often said to me, particularly over these last 20 months or so, I don't know how people manage without faith. A number of people have said that to me. How are people coping without faith? I have to admit, I am astonished that people can keep going without faith. But we have faith. Faith in Jesus that brings life and hope It's good news. And is it not worth sharing this Christmas? And so I encourage you today. Look at this nativity story. Look at the good news that is there for you. Because Jesus is for you. He is a saviour for you. Hold on to that good news. But also during this Advent period... Let's share this good news courageously and boldly with those around it. Because in a broken world, with many broken people, do people also not need to hear good news of great joy, which is for all the people.